I remember a sense of kind of a dual sense of we've arrived mm. in that sense and we're here and then also a sense of and now we can get on with what the Lord has for us mm. here. Well, hello and welcome to the Cornerstone Church 10 Years of Thankfulness podcast. Cornerstone has, of course, existed as a church for many more years than 10 years. But this podcast is all about what God has done in and through the ministries of the church as we celebrate 10 years in our home here on Castle Boulevard, very close to the heart of the city of Nottingham. In this episode, we're going to be exploring some of the building blocks of the last 10 years, the vision of this building and building this building as a resource for God's mission here in Nottingham to reach all nations and the next generation with the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm delighted today to be joined by uh, John Russell, uh, and who's our lead minister here at Cornerstone. And also we're joined by Paul Couchman, who's one of our elders. John, just briefly tell us about yourself, your role, and how God led you to where he's placed you now. Hi, Phil. Thank you. Yeah, well, I came to Nottingham um, back in the last millennium, actually. So in 1999, (laughs) uh, I came to Nottingham as a student and um, my cousin Richard and his wife Jane uh, were part of the church and and still are part of the the church. So they brought me along on the first Sunday to to Cornerstone uh, and I've just been around ever since. Um, Mm. And I joined the staff team in 2007 as a minister in training. And then in 2015, I became the, uh, the lead minister. Great. And Paul, tell us about yourself. Um, you're an elder here at Cornerstone, mm-hmm. but particularly about your role during uh, the years where we were building this building. Um, what did you do and how did you end up there? Yep. So we've been in Nottingham for since 2000. So similar sort of time uh, we moved to Nottingham. But from 2008 to the end of 2012, I was a building project manager. Started kind of fairly small and informally to start with when we first uh, we first got going and then eventually took on that role full time. Uh, I think all the way through that time was kind of encouraging the church to find somebody that actually had done a building project before <laughs> and knew what they were doing. Uh, but yeah. in the end, handed over the keys sort of in September 2012 and stayed on a little bit more just to make sure that it, everything worked. Um, but uh, yeah, so, uh, and, uh, and I've been an elder since about, I think it was 2009, 2010 uh, as well. Brilliant. I should probably introduce myself. I'm Phil. I'm on the team at Cornerstone as well. And uh, I arrived as a student in 2007. And uh, I, I think one of the first Sundays that I was uh, at Cornerstone at the, the school where we used to meet um, was when the church found out the news that um, their home for kind of 20 years or so uh, was going to, they were going to have to move and find somewhere else to be. Um, can you remember that Sunday and what that was like? It was kind of a bit perplexing coming into, <laughs> oh, something's about to change here. But uh, what was it like for people who were part of the church family at that time? Well, I remember thinking mm, this is a big problem for them to sort out, <laughs> thinking them being the leadership or, or some sort of mythical people that were going to sort all this out. Uh, little did I know what plans God had got for me. But I think there was there was a sense that I think the church for a little while had been uh, sort of half thinking about a building project, mm. 
but it was never really in the forefront of the church's minds. There were so many other things going on, uh, and we were comfortable and happy in the school. We, you know, we had a good relationship with the school. We were using the building really well. There was great, you know, facilities available mm. to us, uh, and so it was never really a, a top priority for us. And we felt, you know, uh, that it, it, it was something that we'd probably get round to at some mm. point. Mm. So I think it was, it brought a sense of real clarity and oh actually the clock is ticking now mm -hmm. I think Peter at the time described it as the crack of the starting pistol or something mm -hmm. along those lines mm -hmm. and I think it was very much that uh, and it sort of brought everything into sharp focus uh, and and actually you know prompted us to some serious prayer and seeking the Lord for his his guidance mm -hmm. uh, uh, mm -hmm. as well yeah what about for you John those this time how did you see the Lord's hands you know in that season when um, we were just embarking on on what the building project might look like. Yeah, at, at that time I, I was a minister in training, so um, I didn't have a huge amount of responsibility either within the building project or in church <laughs> church life in general. So I was kind of ob observing things, but but part of things as as, as well. Uh, and I think seeing how well it resulted in um, some serious prayer in the. Mm. Uh, in the church and some great prayer meetings and lots of kind of discernment and thinking things through, seeking the Lord, some very sacrificial giving as well. Mm. And also clear vision. So Peter gave a really clear vision of what he sensed the Lord was leading us into and what we were to, um, what we were to seek and mm. ask, ask the mm. Lord for. Uh, and I can remember sitting in, in a staff meeting when uh, Peter and Valerie and uh, um, Spencer and Colin, presumably maybe others as well, just had a meeting with, with the school where it, it was, you know, made, made clear to us that, that, that we weren't going to be able to continue to, mm. uh, to, to meet there in the medium to longer term. Uh, and as they came back from that meeting, I suppose reality sunk in to an extent, but also, yeah, this was the start of something new and mm. something needed to, had to change. Uh, and to see an sense of excitement as well about how the Lord was going to answer these prayers and what mm. he was going to do and a mm. sense of privilege of being part of that. And that, you know, thinking, I can remember sitting in that meeting thinking, uh, God is going to answer this prayer in somehow in the coming years. It's going to mm. be fascinating mm. to see what he yeah. does. And then in, in the years past since we've moved in here and, and sitting thinking this building and all that happens within it, uh, was the answer to, mm. to many of those prayers. And therefore that gives you encouragement to think, as we you know, think about what's next in the life of the church. Mm. And that, that has mm. helped for some of the big changes that we've uh, been part of in, in the last 10 years to give us confidence to have faith that uh, the, Lord's, mm. the Lord's with mm. us if we're obeying his will. Yeah. So mm. for you, Paul, kind of your involvement kind of really ramped up mm -hmm. in 2008. But even before that, I kind of mm -hmm. I th even I think you were kind of beginning to take more of a kind of leadership responsibility within the church and helping us drive things forward. Map out what was that journey like and what happens next? Yeah, and I think there's 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 two sides to this. I think, and what you what you'll find whenever you talk to anybody that's was around at the at the time and is still here. There's, there's a very personal journey that mm. most people can describe how the mm. Lord laid, uh, whether it was a prompt to give uh, more than, you know, than they ever thought they was possible uh, mm. or whether it's just ways in which they were able to serve. We started by looking for, for land. Mm. Uh, I remember, you know, various uh, interesting visits to, uh, to various places uh, and um, we... Uh, we sort of started i mean it's it's interesting to think that of the sort of four to five years of the project 
only the last nine months were the actual building bit. Everything mm. else leading mm. up to mm. that was seeking land, uh, going through all the planning permission and the purchase and all mm. of the sort of kind of fairly mundane type of stuff, but really essential uh, mm. lead mm. up to that. Uh, so, yeah, just lots and lots of uh, challenges, a lot of engagement with the church, just mm. trying to navigate through the uncertainty uh, and seeking the Lord, uh, as well as all of us wrestling with, well, what, what does that mean for me? You know, do I really mm. think this mm. is the right thing to do? Could we not just divide up and rent somewhere? Mm. All sorts of different things we were trying to, uh, to, to look at. Um, but as John said, you know, there was a real sense of conviction within the leadership of the church and within the church as mm. a whole mm. that the vision for a, a centre uh, for worship for generations to come was was very much at the heart of mm. that. Mm. A anytime I talk about you know what I do and, and where I work in in the city to people who aren't from Cornerstone, and uh, they always say, "Oh yeah, I know Cornerstone. How on earth did you afford that? You know, you must be a church full of millionaires <laughs> and all sorts. You know, is that is that something that you've been asked before? Always the first <laughs> question that most people ask me, whether that be people from other churches or people who you know just as you say just sort of look from the outside at, at the building or whatever, and 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 the answer I give every time is very simple. Uh, you know people gave as the lord prompted them everybody mm. did mm. their part mm. there was there was no uh one underlying benefactor uh you know it wasn't sort of bankrolled by a millionaire or anything like that uh everybody from you know first year students mm. uh you know like yourselves right up through to people in their retirement years everybody gave uh, and supported in prayer and uh, in all sorts of different ways uh, throughout that time and are still, mm. uh, you know, many of uh, many still giving. But it was all prompted by the vision. People didn't mm. give specifically to a building. We didn't have land or a site or planning permission or any of those mm. things before we'd raised a substantial amount of money. You know, mm. We, mm. We, we gave because we believed that the Lord would answer prayer and honor the vision that he, we felt he'd given us. Uh, and uh, so he, we had to take a step of faith, mm. you know, in that mm. sense. But the church, uh, the church did. Mm. God miraculously worked. There's, there's mm. no other. I, I, I look back and I think, how on earth did we end up where we are, given one, the person that he kind of put it to, to coordinate, who'd never done one before or since, uh, you know, significant uh, eye-watering amounts of money mm, in one sense, mm. you know, looking at it in one way. But actually, when you break it up bit by bit, everybody doing their part. Mm. And I think it's just a great picture of the way that the Lord uses his people together with his, mm. you know, guiding hand um, to, to achieve his, his purposes. Yeah. What were some of your reflections over those years of build it, the building project, how the Lord was working in that time? I think giving us in, in the church at the time faith for something was probably be one of the biggest, or at the time we probably thought it'd be one of the biggest things in our, mm. that we would be part of from a kingdom point of view in, a, in our lives and very significant. Mm. I think since then the Lord's continue to surprise us with other <laughs> things that he's given us opportunity to be to be yeah. involved with but i think that's how he how he works um uh, and i think you know on, on the seeing the lord's sovereignty mm. is is a is a huge thing so see even in even in the the, the finances of, of the building it's far more than that but even in the finances so 
yes, we began the project in the middle of a financial global financial crisis. Mm. In some respects, the worst time to begin a bit a massive multi-million mm. pound building project. Uh, but in other ways, you know, it, it meant that this the site that we're on became available and became available at a price that was much lower than it would have been had we tried to buy it in yeah. years past. You know, mm. Mm. Um, it meant uh, well, you know, the, were we to build this building now, it cost a cost a significant amount more than it did mm. uh, at that point as well for for lots of different reasons. So the Lord's sovereignty and the timing mm. of uh, timing of all of that and enable enabling us to. to to, tr to trust him mm. and just that continued giving at the, at the time but also since as you know that the mortgage that we have um continues to be repaid so it's, it's so, you know which it, something like about ten thousand pounds every month is given to um, um from people in the church to uh, uh to, to to continue to pay mm. pay the mortgage and wow. the, the mortgage stands at about eight hundred thousand pounds i think at the something like that at the moment um, and we hardly ever mention mm. that we, we we need to because it doesn't need to be you know continue to be to be paid off and continue to be to be funded but um just to that that sacrificial level and mm. kind generous mm. level of giving from so many different people and in so many different ways yeah. you know i remember uh, a dear lady called jill who baked cakes and mm. sold them and yeah. that was a blessing to everyone and sold them to give the mm -hmm. the, the money to the building you know probably significant Number probably the chairs we're sitting on, and many of the chairs that are around yeah, were probably yeah. funded by Jill's delicious cakes. Yeah, and so, so many people in so many different mm -hmm. ways played their part, yeah, and the Lord honoured that. Yeah, that was great. And you know, to think here we are, October or not quite September, twenty twenty two. You know, ten years ago we landed in the building. Um, it's easy to fast forward through that journey, but Paul, there were twists and turns mm. along the way, weren't there? Yeah, there was uh, so many memories. I think there's the personal stories that people have, um, but also uh, I do look back on on it with fondness. <coughs> you know, I think at the time I probably was a lot more uh, scared about things than than, <laughs> than I am in hindsight. Um, but I remember, yeah, trips to nightclubs with the ministry team. That was one particular interesting uh, day. Uh, I remember, um, yeah graffiti on site you yeah. know uh, travelers occupying the site just before we bought it i remember trips to the council planning offices i remember what perceived to be setbacks at the time mm -hmm. uh, with uh, with you know the council rejecting the initial plans but actually we ended up with a far far better mm. yeah. design uh, mm. you know again the lord's sovereignty in that area uh, mm. i remember uh, being the first time i saw the 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 tea and coffee bar being made and the introduction of what well, cornerstone pink as we call it now actually i think it's official title sexy pink i'm not sure it's good to have sexy pink in a, for the first thing you see as you walk through the church uh, i remember the wall outside being rebuilt three or four times mm. and standing behind our site manager as he told a rather large bricklayer that he had to take it apart and do it again <laughs> three times yes. um yeah, I remember caves. I remember mm. making a baptistry out of cardboard boxes to try and illustrate what it would look like. You know, just so many uh, fond memories, uh, as well as all the sort of uh, the meetings that went on behind the scenes. You know, uh, it's quite sad, but I have kept all of the documents and things partly because 
you know it's just it's just amazing to look mm. back at, at how the lord uh, brought us through that you know and with no prior experience you know yeah. it's that is quite staggering really you know yeah. um definitely not the model that you would put in the textbook I don't think but then God's never been uh, yeah. one to, to follow a textbook has he so there was never a dull moment um, that is true. God was with us all the way yeah it's amazing to think how many people were actually part of physically building the mm -hmm. building be you know workmen architects all the people uh, actually somebody at Cornerstone recently said to me that they went up into their loft in their house that they're <laughs> renting and they found uh, the, the hard hat of somebody and it said uh, Bob uh, September 2012, Cornerstone Church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just love that, you know. I, I, we just make you wonder where the rest of him is. <laughs> <laughs> He's left us out here. Hopefully, we won't find anybody in the loft here. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, John. What, what about that kind of first Sunday in the building? You know, as we kind of fast forward through, you know, there's a, a whole other episode we could have on the kind of highs and lows of the building, and maybe we should do that. But at that first Sunday, coming into the building, you know, it was an afternoon service. Mm. What what was the kind of sense and feeling uh, from you and you kind of observed from others in the church of being here, yep. finally here? Yep. Um, I think I've been here for a few hours bef beforehand, as I often am, <laughs> on, <laughs> on, uh, on Sundays. And it would have been a, ma a marathon, a half marathon mm, Sunday mm, as well. Mm. So I think it perhaps came to, 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 to watch the marathon and then... Um, uh, I think people came around the building as well, and then we had a service. And, and I remember a sense of, kind of a dual sense of, we've arrived mm. in that sense, and we're here. And then also a sense of, and now we can get on with what the Lord has for us mm. here mm. in this next next chapter. You know, the auditorium even then was 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 pretty full because that, pretty much everyone who was in the church and a few others uh, yeah. wanted to come to to that service. Um, uh, so I can remember uh, I, I played some role in the service and, and obviously Peter and Valerie were uh, were leading and Peter spoke and I can remember Peter turning to me and saying, we're nearly full already, you know. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and and that, that was both exciting in the sense of response. But, mm. So exciting in the sense of, yes, we've arrived here, but this isn't the end of the story. Mm. This isn't the culmination of it. It's all that happens um in here and, and from here in in, in the future mm. and what and being obedient to the lord and that was really that. clear wasn't it in in the vision for what we were doing in building this building and uh, you know peter was crystal clear on that you know mm. for a hundred years mm -hmm. of gospel ministry and mission a home for for a mission and you know that verse from the psalm psalm 78 was it mm -hmm. you know we will tell the next generation which we've still got and it's very much yeah. uh, still a very key verse you know thinking about uh, children yet to be born who were, you know, uh, the families were represented in the congregation who are now, you know, part of our youth ministry or even those who've been sent out to university, to other churches, to the nations. Actually, mm. the Lord has been very kind and has, has done a lot of that work here already. Mm. Did you have anything to add on that first Sunday? I just remember kind of it being um, just a real sense of thankfulness to God mm. and a sense that everybody like i said everybody had played their part and it mm. genuinely felt like we'd moved into the family home mm. that we'd all played a part in um uh, and and were so uh, full of anticipation for what the lord was going to do mm. i think for me probably the most significant thing in in terms of um the whole project was 
was actually securing this land itself. Mm, mm. You know what we what we what we're sitting on here is a, a plot of land in a university city mm. um, that is um, dedicated to the proclamation of the hope of the gospel, mm, and mm. everything flows from that. This is just the brown paper and string, mm, as people, mm. Peter used to describe it. And he's right. You know, this is just a uh, a tool for for the use. And I think everybody felt uh, a sense of it's a bit like when you run a marathon, not that I ever have, but if yet. you're... You've heard. Yet. Yet. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, you know, you can sometimes take quite a long time just to get to the start line, and it yeah. felt a little bit like that. There was quite yeah. a lot of effort to get to the, And we mm. were at the start line of a lot of things that mm. perhaps we've already started to see and, and, and be grateful to God for. But I do remember it being joyful, a little emotional. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, thinking about the last 10 years that we've been in the building, you know, Cornerstone has, has grown um, significantly in, in kind of number, but also in, in scope and, you know, mission and everything else. A lot has happened here and we've had transition of, of, of leadership from Peter Lewis, our senior minister at Cornerstone, for over 40 years. Um, how did you see the Lord's hand in that as one of the key moments of kind of transition of leadership, John, you know, which can be a bumpy road, I know, for churches. Yeah. How, how did you see that map out? Yeah. God was very, very kind to, to Cornerstone in the way that uh, um, the senior leadership of the church transitioned. So, and, and Peter and Valerie had you know, observed around the country and, and elsewhere some leadership transitions that had gone well mm. and some that had gone disastrously mm. badly uh, and and you know they had uh, committed that, that that when they handed over the baton they would mm. hand over mm. really well and they did that absolutely brilliantly uh, 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 Peter and I did did a, an interview with the with the FIC which is available on, online somewhere that, that talks more about mm. how that kind of actually happened and um, I'm sure we can put that in the notes or whatever um, but God was so kind to us in that Peter and Valerie were absolutely brilliant in mm. the way that they handed on the baton in the way that, uh, and that they, they, they let go of the mm. baton as well. Mm. Not all mm. um, senior leaders do that, particularly after such a, such a long time and such a mm. faithful and fruitful ministry. Uh, and uh, the, 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 the staff and the elders were really supportive and set a context in which I could um, lead alongside others and then the church were really supportive as well and um all of that kind of those conditions mm. surrounded mm. by god's love and kindness have have made that um a leadership transition that uh god was very kind in and i think that's been for the for the blessing of, of his people myself in, in, mm. included mm. Um, and it's only really when i'm asked about how that transition went that i am forced to think back and think how you know how thankful we are because we almost mm. take it for granted mm. Uh, and I don't mean that sound badly. It's just a reflection of, uh, yeah, of uh, of our thankfulness to the mm. Lord and to Peter and Valerie and to his people here. And a testimony that, that they could stay within the congregation. Absolutely, and, yeah. You know, Peter right until his, his death earlier this year and Valerie's still with us. And, um, and it, it's, it was a joy to have them, you know, as our kind of, felt like as our cheerleaders kind yep. of encouraging us on. us on yeah. and uh, on, on just wonderful testimony to to mm. that um but the the ministries and the staff team have grown over these years things have changed um paul what are some of your highlights as we've been in here in the last 10 years um i'd probably categorize it in two different sort of 
categories, I think. Like I said before, you know, it's a family home in one mm, sense. Mm. Um, and so every baptism, every mm. child Thanksgiving, every uh, Sunday gathering, uh, every wedding, um, mm. you mm. know, all of those things are a reminder that we are a family of God's people and there are points in your family's life that you celebrate. Mm. Mm. I've been privileged to see both my kids baptized here mm. and my son was married here so you know that that's particularly special for yeah. me um but i think uh so there's that side of things just the family of god gathering together in one place encouraging each other regularly week by week in all sorts of different ways mm. that just thrills thrills me to see the building full uh, mm. throughout the week in all sorts of different ways um i get so much joy from that Mm. I think, you know, because you think back to what, you know, the days where there was nothing here and we didn't know what was going on and mm. you look at it now and all mm. of the different ministries that flourish mm. as a result of that. It's just thrilling to mm. think to be a part of that. The other side to that then is how the the building's been used to bless the city and the country. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a privilege to be here when there's been conferences and gatherings so wonderful to hear from people who've organized conferences just how warmly welcome we as a church have made them how the facilities help them to to do their ministry mm. and that was definitely a part of the vision mm. it wasn't just something that we wanted to be self-indulgent and feather mm. our own mm. nest it was something we wanted to put to good use put to work to bless the city the the country international conferences and all sorts of things that have happened here uh, all supported by a really dedicated staff team who mm. don't get you know um they do a lot of great work behind the scenes uh day in day out just managing and organizing all of that mm. Mm. and mm. i you know i'm sure the building's starting to show its age and i'm sure you know uh, we take a lot of things for granted you know that need repairing and replacing yeah. and updating and there's that's continued to go on you know over these last 10 years all of that is just bearing fruit in so many ways and it just it's personally thrilling and encouraging to to, to think you know to have been a part of that but i think it reinforces the encouragement for the whole of the church mm. as well mm. it's just mm. great yeah, it's good to see the building being used, isn't it? You know, somebody told me when I was starting out in youth ministry, if you're not changing the carpets every 10 years, you're not doing it right. You know, so it, it is, a, as you say, a kind mm. of a tool, a shed for, it's quite a nice one, and we're thankful for it. <laughs> but uh, it, it is just a tool. Uh, what about you, John, as you think about some of those highlights? It's difficult to put your finger on them sometimes, but what about for you? Yeah, I, I think having the, um, the opportunity to plant what became Redeemer, Redeemer Church in uh, tw that began in 2017, mm. uh, and you know sending a significant number of number of people, 80 adults, 30, 40 children to to plant that church on the on the west of the city, and then mm. for that church to become independent yeah. uh, in the forms of time and to have its own building project, which mm. as we speak now they've just recently moved into, so that's wonderful to see, and also for Cornerstone um, and those of us that that, re that remained here, that that the church has continued to to grow and replenish mm. the flour and the oil didn't didn't mm -hmm. run out in uh, in line with what we believe the that prophetic word that was that was spoken at, at the time um so all of that uh was i think a real highlight of the last mm. 10 years and hopefully you know something that in in different ways we'll be able to continue to do in in the future as the lord leads uh, and provides mm. 
Um, and I think in more in more recent years, the last couple of years, moving to three Sunday services from two again, enabling us to uh, for more more people to come hear the good news about Jesus and learn how to follow Him. Um, again, that that's that's just seeing how the Lord has provided in that uh, has been uh, uh, amazing, and how His people have served in so many different ways to make that happen. Mm. But the flip side of that, obviously, is you know. Those are the things that we want to remember. <laughs> Is there anything we want to forget? Uh, you know, there, there's been challenges. There's been low lights along the way. You know, in the world, even in the last couple of years, with the climate and the way things have been. Mm. Is there anything that you can recognise? Mm, that was hard. That was a challenge. Uh, I think leading through for anybody leading any church through the through the pan- pandemic and uh, uh, and all that that entailed mm. Um, mm. had its had its challenges and I think to go from um, meeting on a Sunday we'd just moved to three Sunday services mm. at that point I think we'd had three of them and then the first lockdown uh, came and I can remember uh, you know all of the staff were back working at home I can be turning up on my door with a microphone and <laughs> a stand go. and trying to explain to me how to use it what do I do with this yeah. <laughs> I'm not the most technological um, so that was probably a traumatic experience for you sorry about that sorry about that Phil um, and you know then, then we're eventually able to come back into recording the building and, mm. and so on and mm. so thankful for all the, the tech team that, that sorted mm. that out and so many decisions that we had to lead on quite quickly so many operational yeah. things that yeah. we had to make decisions on and changes as we came back into the building but socially distance and then mm. how you're doing ministry mm. in that context so that was that was an unexpected challenge but seeing actually having the privilege of our own building to be able to do that in mm. was was huge for us to be able to mm. get back to gather safely uh, uh and enabled us to do uh, quite a lot actually um and having our own premises for that on our own yeah. car park as well yeah. in the outside space yeah. um that was a a, a real a real privilege um, seeing God's faithfulness through all of that and um, even in the worst of times if you like that there's been fruit and yeah. that mm-hmm. you know that people have grown in the faith people have come to faith and um, you know it wasn't just that life was on pause or ministry mm-hmm. was on mm-hmm. pause you know God was working through that what about you Paul Any, anything that kind of stands out to you um, that's more of a challenge I think similar you know in the context of a building and a building project, what was a great asset suddenly became a, a liability. You know, yeah. you've got something that you're having to maintain and look after, but you can't use, mm. you know. So mm. uh, that was was difficult, uh, I think, um, as well as obviously, as John says, all the leadership challenges of just mm. keeping the church gathered. I think, if anything, one of the, the things to reflect on is that it just kind of re- Re, uh, reminded us uh, of the privilege that we've got of being yeah. able to gather. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think the challenges, perhaps, as you know, that we start to, to face is that we're very visible, uh, mm. and with that comes really great opportunities, but also mm. potential mm. for opposition. Uh, and being prominent means that you are a target for opposition of all mm. sorts. Mm. Um, you know, we perhaps in the past could have hidden away in the mm. corner of a uh, suburb of, of Nottingham. Uh, we, we, one of the things uh, we wanted to be was visible, to be that sort of city on a hill, mm. Mm. Uh, a 
witnessing the community and the community here being our city you know mm. so that comes with its own challenges as well i think increasingly mm. so uh in in our culture right now yeah mm. uh, so uh, you know and well as john was reminding us even this sunday you know we've got to think about how we engage with that culture we can't mm. just withdraw mm. draw up the drawbridge and and hide mm. equally we can't uh let um uh, things affect what we hold to be true and mm, essential yeah. for for the gospel so you know th those are yeah. challenging things for us i think not just now but as we look ahead as well mm, mm. and we were a church for like 20 years where you know we had to set things up and pack them away on a you know on a friday set it up and pack it down and i think it took us a little bit of time to adjust to kind of doing church in a different mm. way and you know not having some of the kind of regular, even the camaraderie of like putting out chairs and tidying up things. And that looked different. It took, we, we, there's still plenty of chairs to put out here, but it, it, it looked different for a while afterwards. And we had to kind of find our feet in, oh yeah, we've got teams to manage, mm. people to manage, people to bring on and encourage as they serve as well. Mm. Um, can you kind of put your finger on one thing that that being in the building has has impacted for kind of ministry you know any doors that you feel like being physically in the building has opened i think one of the big things for us which is not something that we sought actually mm. but we're in a very prominent location and we didn't seek that but it's what the lord lord gave us so we're on a, a main road into the city um uh thousands of people probably drive past or go past on the bus or on the bike or on those mm. electric scooters now yeah, uh, yeah. as well and there are some very strategically placed traffic lights just outside <laughs> so people have to stop and look up and say oh that's a, yeah. building. That's a church and if they're particularly on a sunday if they stop there they'll see throngs of people coming mm. in people mm. very very different from one another as well a real um delightful mix of, of people entering in the, the building and so mm. i think that's that's brought people, some people back to church, some people who are just curious and never been in, in the church before at all, um, uh, and some people who are new to the city perhaps and looking for a church. Mm, so mm. God has given us that prominence, which isn't something that we saw. It's certainly yeah. not something that we had where we, where we, where we used to meet. Um, and not something we saw, but something the Lord has given us, mm. which uh, I, I think has been significant for um, for people coming to the Lord and people walking with him uh, if mm. they choose to settle at a cornerstone mm. and all the other things that we and and that it's you know the building is um things are happening in the building every day of the week yeah. um and uh different things but i think that's a that's a, that's been a when we look at all the different events all the different meetings all the different gatherings formal informal that happen throughout the course of a term for example mm. it's it's there's l what, what the church has been able to do and be part of has been has multiplied massively mm. in the last 10 mm. years mm. yeah same question for you paul yeah i think um perhaps opportunities to serve for folk within the church that mm. perhaps weren't there before when yeah. the building is available during the week that means that people who perhaps struggle to serve on Sundays which was really the Sundays and Fridays were primarily the two times that we were in the school for youth ministry mm. and Sunday mm. um, opportunities to serve kind of within the building during the week uh, that's opened up opportunities I think we've seen people who have kind of uh, come to the fore gifts have been unlocked and been able to be used tremendously whether that be in the welcome team mm. 
um, or in some of the more practical side of things mm -hmm. or just in new ministries that have opened up. I mean, I remember uh, going way back in, in our Connect group. This is before we even knew about the building site, but we were starting the project. I remember somebody saying, wouldn't it be great if we could do an English language school? And I'm, I'm praying for that. Wow. Hmm. Now we've got more people subscribed and coming to that than we know what to do with. And it's a real growth ministry <laughs> and it's amazing. tremendous yeah. opportunities. And that's opened up opportunities for people to serve in that area. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that was, you know, an answer to prayer, but also an opportunity that we wouldn't have been able to uh, to do. That's both serving the city, but also introducing people to, mm. to Jesus. And I think that's yeah just one example there's loads yeah of others yeah. of course amazing well final question as we kind of reflect on the last 10 years i think it also drives us to think about the next 10. yeah um what is your prayer as you look ahead to the next 10 years of cornerstone church well i think as we reflect that we realize that the lord has given us so much um in uh, in people in resources in these facilities in in blessing in unity lots of different things uh and uh, for a number of years now, and I've shared this with the church on a number of occasions, I, I sense that the Lord has given us a, a, a kingdom ambition, is that that phrase that has come to mind, and you can see it on that uh, behind us. Uh, kingdom ambition, and I think for me that's best encapsulated for the future in having kingdom ambition to gather, mm. kingdom ambition to give, kingdom ambition to grow, and kingdom ambition to, to go. And so we'll be filling out the details of what we believe that and the Lord is leading us into in all of that in the coming coming months. But but those four four mm. G's mm. gather to to give to to grow and to go. I believe that's what the Lord uh, is asking of us and has given to us and will give us the faith for as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Really exciting to watch this space as well. With that, what about you, Paul? Fifth G. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, wow. Generations. I think is, is mm. something that springs to mind. Uh, it's interesting, I was reflecting when, when we were thinking about this, that uh, we we moved here in uh, September 2012, just after the Olympics uh, mm. in mm. London. And mm. I remember uh, the, the the Olympic torch came past yeah. the site yeah. just yeah, did, a few yeah, months yeah. before yeah. we were due to open. And there was a lot of talk at the time about the legacy of the London Olympics and what's the legacy that's mm. been left mm. by, by that. Um, and you know, there's a number of different things that, that people will point to, but I think in our context, what's the legacy? Uh, it's a generational legacy, mm. and I, I'm hugely encouraged by um, the next generation of mm. uh, of leaders, of young people going to you know serving the Lord and, and being faithful to their uh, to their Lord in the school mm. and, and if they go to university yeah. or in the workplace and. Um, and I think, you know, um, perhaps it's an age and stage thing for me, maybe where I'm at, but I think the content, the, the idea of, of that ambition being something that spans generations, mm -hmm. we, we always felt as part of this project that this was something that we were, we were doing not for us, but for future generations. Mm -hmm. So I think in the next 10 years, we will see another generation mm -hmm. of leaders of of people serving of new believers coming into the, to the kingdom all of the things that john uh, john talked about in terms of kingdom ambition it's for it's for generations as well and i think uh, that plus 
by the sounds of it, new carpet, new boilers, and various <laughs> other things that are all going to start to wear out, and we'll yeah, be reminded of the, some of the downsides of having a building as well as the upsides, uh, you know. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, that that for me was, was something that I you know I'll be looking forward to. That's really exciting. Try not to think about how old I've been. <laughs> yeah, it's not good there. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd love to turn some of those points uh, to prayer as we close and just uh, spend some time thanking God for uh, his building and his people, remembering that the church is bigger than, than just mm. physical space. It's about the people of God um, and uh, gathered to, to, to kind of prepare their hearts to serve and to live out there in the world as well. So let's commit these things to the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your work. Um, Thank you that this was your work through your people um, to bring about um, this church building. Um, And Lord, thank you that this is just one chapter in even even in the story of Cornerstone Church um, that we've been able to reflect on these last 10 years. And and as we've done that, we've just seen so many points uh, for praise and thanks to you. Thank you for your your generosity to us, your kindness to us, for leading us and preserving and protecting us from things which could have been um, Mm. much more challenging than they were. And Lord, thank you also that you've led us to have, have a vision for what is to come. And so, Lord, would you prepare our hearts, would you prepare our people, um, would you prepare us in every way for what you have ahead of us? And Lord, thank you that, that you are indeed raising up the next generation um, to lead and to serve and to go. And Lord, would you help us to do all of those things, not for our own glory, but for your glory alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.